0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday afternoon. We are glad that you have joined us here at supertalk.fm. Well, wherever it is you get podcasts from, we appreciate everybody tuning in and listening in to us on this lazy Sunday afternoon. We want to thank all of our listeners, especially our great servicemen and women out there, and our medical personnel taking care of us here at home. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House, who I finally got the word from them. That looks like it's going to be about a mid-June, so a couple weeks, I guess, opening for Churn and Spoon. And uh, Joel T. and I... Ladies and gentlemen, Joel T is going to have to eat some dessert. It's what I hear. It's going to have to. We have been said there's there's some new flavors possibly in the wheel, and they want to get expert opinions. So they called me, and then they were like, "Let's get somebody who doesn't ever eat ice cream, and if he likes it, it must be good." So there's Joel T. <laughs> you
1: know, you, you do. You have seen me before on occasion. I, I will go get froyo or something and bring it up in here. Well, we're going full fat. So here, this brother. is this is full full go. But all go, no quit. I, I guess my what I'm saying here is. It's not that I don't like ice cream. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like I've always said before. I I always prefer when I'm eating a meal to not eat dessert and just get more of the meal. The meal. I I, I get it. And so I just I never go that. that What you should do
0: is what I do is get more of the meal and then get dessert. That's what I do. You
1: could. I do. That that is not. I don't. There's no could. I. I did. I have. I will again. I just don't know that my frame would support that. It doesn't have to be every day.
0: It's not every day. One day, Joel, we're gonna get you a piece of pie or something. You want me to embrace the dad bod? That's what you're telling. A little me. bit, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you got three kids. You've sure. won the race. Take off the uniform.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what
0: I'm saying. Ah, uh, so but Joel T does have a what is that from from Strange Brew. What do you got today? Ah, uh, it is the Maryland. The Maryland. That's your yes. new favorite. It seems. It really
1: is. It has become. Has that has that overtaken the caramel macchiato? Is that the new the new one you know i haven't gotten a caramel macchiato in probably a month well, There you go. but I, i've been going back and forth between this and the albino squirrel yeah but i still like caramel macchiato right. i just... mean you like a
0: lot of stuff and you will too when you go to strange brew because they have a ton of great stuff whatever whatever kind of coffee whatever kind of drink you're looking for they will get you taken care of there at strange brew coffee house our good friends over at college corner are still taking care of you with that incredible special if you haven't taken advantage of it yet, you're going to have no one to blame but yourself when it finally goes away. All you've got to do is go to collegecornerstore.com and search for gift cards in the in the bar there, and boom, 30% off that purchase. So you buy a $100 gift card, but it only costs you $70. You can outfit the whole family for pennies on the dollar when you go to College Corner and go to collegecornerstore.com, or go check out either of their two locations. They're up and running now, over in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet or in uh, Flowood by the Half Shell. Check out the incredible selection they've got there of MSU merchandise. Don't come to Davis Wade Stadium this fall in a maroon is all the matter shirt. Come in a nice new polo that you purchased at College Corner, and you save a little extra money. Boom, hot dogs for the kids. Simple as that. Yep, I can't make it any easier. Speaking of making things easy, our good friends over at Vantage Business Systems can make it easy for you to upgrade the technology in your office today. Give them a call at eight four four. Eight three three six two four five, or visit them online at absms dot com and find out what they can do for you. If you need to get new copiers, new computers, new document management software, they can do that. But if you're keeping your employees at home for the time being, hey, they can set them up with whatever devices they're going to need. So they have forty five years of experience of doing just that for businesses all over the state, including Mississippi State University. So you can't go wrong with a phone call. Call them again today. Advantage Business Systems to help your business do business.
1: So are we, do, are we back to? Uh are the, is there actual sports now going on, like with youth league ball and stuff like that? I think so. As I scroll here through the through the gram, the gram. The gram uh, I see that some of my friends, apparently their children are back playing baseball. Well, that's so good stuff. That just warms my heart to see. I, yeah. It's like the light at the end of the tunnel. We are now standing there enjoying said light. So, anyway, <laughs> it just excites me. I like, it didn't mean... <laughs> we will continue to enjoy said light as we talk about
0: actual football here on this here yeah. show. If you haven't seen it already, my good friend Joel Coleman over there at, his, uh, at cowbellcorner.com yes. uh, has got... An article, an interview up. He's he's the interview, and it looks like most are, you, are you doing most of the assistant coaches. I've I have
1: basically requested to do so. Okay, well you've I, done I'm slowly two, but surely getting through. We'll talk about Steve Spurrier maybe a little later in the week, but I want to start Who with did this. the entire interview Steve Spurrier. I'm talking about while biking, and I didn't even know it until the end when he said he had been on his bike the entire time. So he must be in pretty good shape. Was he on a bike outside, or was he like on a Peloton? I understood him to be outside. I'm pretty sure he was outside. That's incredible. Yeah.
0: I. I, you would know if I was on a bike doing an interview with you. Like, we've got Brian Hayden on line. Hey, Joel. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that's what it would sound like. But uh, you talked to Eric Millay uh, earlier this week, and that's what I want to talk about because, to me, the biggest question, the biggest concern, the biggest whatever you want to call it, about this offense, from switching from what Mullen and Moorhead ran to the Mike Leach system is, Kyle Hill. Leading rusher in the SEC. In a perfect world, you would think he was going to carry the ball 250-plus times this year. And if Joe Moorhead were still the coach or if Dan Muller were still the coach, there's no doubt in my mind that would be the case. That is not going to be the case this season in terms of just carries for for Kylan Hill. Just sort of start us off with, you know, what were Coach
1: Malay's opening thoughts? Am I saying his name right? I, I've always... I... I mean, I didn't ask him to pronounce it for me, but I've always... You said had him good. on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Coach, what's your name? See, so that's what I... Whenever I do an interview with somebody who I'm not 100% about, I always like... And it's pronounced...
0: Yeah, however. I probably should And, and you, know, you know why you don't do that? You because have, I write it. I don't no, say it. No, no, no. that, you don't have any empathy because your last name is Coleman. It's true. All right, me? I've been my whole life dealing with Hadad. So I always, you know, I always ask people how to pronounce it. Yeah.
1: So the running backs, Coach, what do you have to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, st- he he started the same way I started this article. Um, he, he said in one of his first meetings with Kylan Hill, he said, let's go ahead and get it out of the way. You're not going to lead the SEC in rushing next year. Um, but you're probably going to lead it in all-purpose yardage. Mm-hmm. This offense, when you look at what it has done, and I looked at particularly the last couple years because that was when Eric has been the, the running back's coach for Leach. He, he's been with him for a while, since 2012, I believe. Basically, the entire Washington State tenure, he had been with Leach, but he's only been the running back's coach the last two years, so that's kind of where I looked at. Um, The running back is the leading receiver as far as receptions. I mean, that's who's going to get the football. Uh, Colin Hill is going to get the ball thrown at him a lot. And and as you read that article, if you do read it, and if you don't, I guess I'll spoil it a little bit here, but Colin Hill had 18 receptions a year ago. Eighteen, Max Borgie, I believe, had eighty six. Eighty six is correct. He he averaged about seven receptions a game. Mm-hmm. Kylin Hill, I mean, he you average out, he barely averaged one a game. Yeah, he I averaged mean, one so, a so third so or so. So yeah. Something. So I mean, you, you're increasing. And look, I, I'm not saying that Kylin Hill's is going to catch the ball eighty five times, but he might. I mean, you're increasing his workload in the receiving game almost, you know, tenfold. <laughs> That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but not much. And the question simply becomes, can he do it? Mm-hmm. Now, Eric believes that Kylan has good hands and it's not going to be that much of an issue. When he's issue. gotten and the ball in the passing game in the past, he's been effective. It has seemed like he can do it. Yeah. Um. And I, I, you got to feel like that Kylan Hill is going to be incredibly motivated to show that he can do that because, as, as is pointed out, I mean, you look at the Patriots, you look at the Chiefs, you look at teams at the next level now. I mean, the running back's got to be able to do all this. Maybe, maybe not to the extent that Leach and company is going to do, but such a huge year for Kylan Hill. You're right. The the effectiveness of this offense, if you tell me that Kylan Hill is going to struggle catching the football, things like that, I mean – Trouble. State's in big trouble. Yeah, because he's – he is going to continue
0: to be the focal point of the offense, just in a different way. I don't think there's any question about that. Nobody, other than Costello, nobody's going to touch the ball more than Kylan Hill. He's still probably going to touch the ball close to 250 times. Yeah. But it's going to be 70 to 80 catches and 140 to 150. And that, that math doesn't add up yeah. on that, but you see what I'm getting
1: at. Yeah. I think last year, I think I did the math. Like, Kylan Hill, 7% of his touches were through the air. Yeah. And, like, Borgie was, like, 41% of his touches were yeah, through the, the air. Yeah.
0: He had – Borgie – I don't have the, the the precise numbers. I'm pretty sure I'm close, though. He had about 140 carries and 86 catches. Yeah. That's
1: pretty close. Yeah. So, I mean, and he averaged close to six yards a carry. Yeah. And I'm I'm sitting here in my brain trying to, to recreate last season, I guess. With Kylan, something that gives me, you know, hope for him – and that's not even the right word. I mean, I think he'll, he'll be pretty good in yeah. this offense – I don't recall him having... Do you recall at any point last year there being any time where he's like, oh, Kylan should have caught that ball, and he just dropped it or well, something? I mean, we're talking about 18 catches, right? So yeah, I mean, so it's, it's not like many, he had a ton. Of, how many
0: targets did he have? I mean, no, there's not...
1: Nothing stands out to me as, oh, Kylan dropped the ball and should yeah. have
0: caught it. Honestly, when I think of Kylan Hill in the passing game, I think of Joe Moorhead's first play from scrimmage in 2018. A little dump-off pass to Kylan Hill, and he took it 50 yards for a touchdown. And... That's the that's the one thing I like about Kylin Hill is I, I do believe in the open field he's a problem, so if they can set up some of these kind of passing plays to get him some 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 space, yeah, he can do things with them. Yeah,
1: and um, and that's that's something else too that I mean I'm sure a lot of you listening to this know this, but it's not like they're sending Kylan Hill on a out route or excuse me like a, a fly route and just like chunking it downfield Hail Mary style. That ain't what they're doing here. Um, I mean. Eric was saying he, he wants somewhere in the neighborhood of six yards a carry, which mm. Kylan did that last year, and I think it was 5.6, 5.7. Yeah. yeah, So he's basically there anyway. And he wants about eight yards a catch. And yeah. last year, Kylan averaged, I think it was 10 yards a catch. Yeah. Granted, on limited catches. But, right. You, so, so, I mean, when you When has, the catches go up for a running back, they're going to drop. They're going to drop. Yeah. Yeah. The, the average is, is going to drop. The average is going to drop, yeah. So, yeah, I mean... You have to realize how many times Kylan's going to be in those one-on-one situations where you just got to catch it and make a guy miss and then, you know, you got a big play. Uh, I feel like he can do this. I do And be extremely successful doing it. And this could be a season... I mean, what would you have said Kylan Hill would have been drafted in the NFL draft had he had he stuck with his decision? Fourth, fifth round. I mean, I could see him having the type year where he could become a second, third round draft pick. With this, I yeah. mean, is that fair? Yeah, well, because he's going to
0: show how much he can do in the passing game. Yeah,
1: now. not just catching the ball either. And then, pass yeah,
0: protection. And- he's going to have to show some more pass protection too. Yeah. Now, that said, I do believe that for the most part, most of the plays in the Mike Leach pass or playbook are going to have him out in the, in the pattern somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I think that yeah, te- teams are going to see. Okay, we've already know this guy. I think it's a it's a two pronged benefit. I think we talked about this before. Teams will see him as a as a receiving threat, a guy who can stay on the field for all three downs, but also you know, catching the ball and carrying the ball are just different. They just are in terms of what the damage has done to your body. He's 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 going to keep a little extra tread on the tire, about hundred carries worth probably. It's just it's just you know how many catches do you just you able to get out of bounds? Yeah, you think about a checkdown pass where the back just swings out of the backfield. He's already near the out of he's already near the out of bounds line anyway. So a lot of times he's going to get six, seven yards, just duck out of bounds. Now, Kylan Hill has been known to lower his shoulder and try to get that extra. And that's fine. But it is just different than, you know, trying to get through that mass of bodies at the at the, at the line of scrimmage. So I think this is all good for Kylan Hill. I think this is a big opportunity for him to really show. Just look at it like this. What if, he, you know, think about the way the State's going to do the offense this year. you got a veteran quarterback. Obviously, the receivers are an issue, but. What if he has the same kind of year that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had last year? I got into some – the guys on Sports Talk gave me a lot of grief because I said I thought Kylan Hill was a better back than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And they were like, you really think that? I was like, absolutely. I would say that if you swapped them out, that Kylan Hill would have had a much better season than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had at LSU. And I don't think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would have come to Mississippi State and led the SEC in rushing behind MSU's offense. No chance am I, you're going to make me believe that. Hill's a very talented back. He just has to show that he can be a three-down back the way Edwards Hilaire did. And if you do, I can he be a first-round guy? I don't know. I mean, first-round running backs, they're just a rare thing nowadays. They just don't... You know, unless you're just super elite. But can he be a second, third-round pick?
1: Absolutely can. Absolutely can. And make a lot of money. So, I mean, there is a... Somebody's going to listen to this and say, oh, you're really sipping the Kool-Aid, Joel. But, I mean, there is a very... It's an outside shot, but if if he comes in here and he does something like Borgie and he catches the ball 85 times mm-hmm. and just racks up the receiving yards, and then I, I don't know, maybe he does get to or, or close to a thousand yards rush, he could work his way into the Heisman discussion if well, now, State gets nine ten. I mean, you're yeah, talking pie in the sky stuff.
0: Yeah, that's, that's I get that, but. For I, a running back would have to put up stupid numbers.
1: Yes, you would.
0: It, more but than I, anything else with him, you'd have to have maybe like 25 touchdowns. And I'm going to tell you right now, if Kylan Hill has 25 touchdowns, State's going to win a lot of games.
1: But here's the other side of that coin, too. If State won 9 or 10 games and mm-hmm. and Kylan's putting up all these numbers, mm-hmm. um, odds are there's some other receivers putting up some numbers. Yeah. If you won 9 or 10 then KJ Costello may be the yeah, one Well, that point, he's yeah, he's probably play. throwing for close
0: to 4,500, 4, 5, yeah, yards. Yeah, so
1: – that's all very pie in the yeah, sky. I'm not show. saying that either one of them are winning the Heisman. I'm, right. I'm just stay saying that there is an opportunity here for Kylin Hill to have a monster year. Yeah. I mean, like SEC Player of the Year. That, type. that that seems
0: like a more reasonable, you know.
1: And honestly, the 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 win totals will be if,
0: if Kylin Hill is an all first team All SEC back, an SEC Offensive Player of the Year candidate, then State's going to be just fine because because. I think Hill and Costello are sort of connected in that. Hill can't have a big year if Costello doesn't. Yeah. Costello can't pass the ball. Hill can't do anything. It's not going to be... It's, it's, it's sort of different than what it was under Moorhead and Mullen where the quarterback didn't have to be great for the running backs to have big years. Yeah. But in this offense, I think you have to be. Let's talk about the young backs for a second. Uh, specifically, Jaquavius Marks who, reading your article, impressed the coaching staff in the early days in the few workouts they got to have.
1: Yeah. They, they do this thing at uh, midnight maneuvers and... Basically, everybody, I guess, either gets a black shirt, a gray shirt, or a pink shirt. If you kick tail all throughout the workout, you get a black shirt. And uh, they say they don't just hand those things out either. I mean, they're earned. And I I don't think there's just a ton of them. Um, Marks won that black shirt, I want to say, six or seven of the eight nights. Uh, Most of the time, he had it. And uh, apparently, that's not a usual thing for a freshman to do. But he did. I get the impression they they are really really excited about what he can do, and we're sitting here, we're sitting here talking about Max Borgie while I go at Washington State. Mm-hmm. He was a sophomore last year. Yeah, the year before that he was like an All Pac twelve honorable mention or something. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, as a freshman. he played as a freshman and had I want to say you know right around a thousand all purpose yards. I think he had a, somewhere in the neighborhood four or five hundred rushing and four or five hundred receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, all that to say. Mike Leach and this this coaching staff is gonna have no issues if they think Marks is ready, yeah. they'll give it to Marks and they'll give it to him a lot. Um so he could be a humongous uh one B to Collin Hill's one A. Um he mentioned Kareem Walker by name too, said that they yeah. enjoy having a, a big bruising guy to well, kind of it's, it's a total change of pace for them. Yeah, it is. Um yeah. so I I found it a little bit interesting that nowhere in the conversation did he bring up Lee Witherspoon at all, hmm. as we talk. But, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't ask him directly about Lee. I just asked him about his running back room, and that yeah. was that name never came out. He brought up Dylan Johnson, mm-hmm. who they had recruited at Washington State, and then he ended up— Who I'm very high on. Maybe it's just because he, he, Catholic school guy, I don't know. Yeah, but maybe so. I, I just feel like I feel like
0: he's got the, 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 the skills package to be successful in this offense. Not that Marks doesn't. Yeah. Not that Kyle Hill doesn't. You mentioned, mentioned Max Borgia as a freshman. Three hundred sixty-six yards rushing, three hundred seventy-four yards receiving, and twelve touchdowns total.
1: Okay, so I overshot I mean, him a little bit. Well, but it's still that's still had incredibly
0: number. impressive for who the guy who was their number two back. Yes, I mean that's that that's the kind of if you're getting twelve touchdowns out of your number two running back. I mean, and I guess you I mean You've Washington sort of been getting that in Mississippi State because of the quarterback
1: was the second running back. Yeah, but you weren't getting the kind of. Oh. <laughs> Think about this, guys. Washington State's second running back would have been darn close to the leading receiver from Mississippi State last year.
0: Would have been the leading receiver. Would have been
1: the leading receiver. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Osiris Mitchell had a uh, forty. I have to go look, but it it, it, was, it was it was less than fifty. Borgie had fifty. Well, I mean, it goes back to the stats we we've, we've talked about a thousand <laughs> times that Osiris Mitchell, who was State's leading receiver a season ago, would have been the eighth guy on the list last year at Washington State. So, yeah. With, with Kylan Hill, and then sort of bring this full circle, last year, Kyle, Max Borgie's totals, we'll, we'll give them to you here, 213 catches, or sorry, 213 touches for 1,414 yards and 16 touchdowns. Well, that I have never seen Max Borgie play a down of football. Never have. I mean, I, I may have watched some highlights of him, but I didn't watch a ton of Washington State last year. You know, Pac-12 after dark, I usually didn't make it. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think Kylan Hill's more talented than Max Borgie. I just think. I'm just going to believe that. So can I get on a similar number of touches? He only had 127 carries. Maybe Kylan gets 20 more carries. So if I can get 20 more, if I get 230 touches, let's just say, can I get 1,600 yards and can I get 20 touchdowns? Because if I can, I'm going to win eight games. I'm going to win eight games if I can do that. That's That's what I'm going to believe. And I... Think both of those numbers are very doable. For I do too. L. I do too. Let's move on over to our next topic, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef, who nearly forced a fight between me and Joel today. They really did. <laughs> Joel and I were nearly—we nearly came to blows.
1: It, so it, it, well, the problem. Uh, was no, 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 I'll, I'll tell you. you left out one key word. Yeah, meat. Meat. That—that uh, that, uh, that was the word you showed. I used. brought.
0: So as you may have seen on social media. The good folks at Welcome Home Beef, I got, I got a pork belly from them. Yes, they're not just beef now. They got some pork. The beef is still the star of the show over there. But if you're looking for pork, they can take care of you. Smoke that pork belly. Incredible. So, so good. So I say, I'm going to take my good friend and co-host, my protege, the Bat, the Robin to my Batman. <laughs> Your protege. That's right. I'm going to take him some of this delicious, delicious meat. And I bring it to him. I'm like, Joel, I got you. I got you this. You're either going to eat it Or I'm going to kick your ass right here.
1: And and that was like, literally his work. And he work. says,
0: well, I am guess we're going to have to fight. He thought I had brought him like some chocolate cake it, or something. It
1: looked like chocolate cake in the thing. And then and then you went on this spill talking about eating dessert, and so it made me think it was oh, chocolate yeah. cake I told even him, I told him
0: about the, the, the strange brew thing, the churning and spoon and learning to eat ice cream. And he's just like, I'm not going to eat it. I'm and then, and then it. you talked about how sweet
1: what you had was. I said it was sweet. And so in my mind, as I look at it, and as I hear what you're saying, you have brought me a sweet. <laughs> I had not. Which I, you know that I'm not... So he was getting uh, angry. For under I'm rare getting sure. angry. I'm like, I brought you this, and you're not going to eat it. Blah, blah. And then I finally
0: made him understand this is the pork belly. And then he ate it. And?
1: <laughs> Guys, I say it all the time because Brian points to me when it comes to my time to say it. Yeah. <laughs> but man, it just tastes good. Well, man, it is outstanding.
0: It's really, really good. And
1: That, that, that is not, I would say that if we weren't being paid to say it. It Guys, is
0: fantastic. You can be eating like this too. All you've got to do is call 662
1: 418.
0: 2021 or go to facebook.com slash welcome home beef they've got the ribeyes the filets the strips they've got the the lesser known cuts the hanger steak the flank steak the tri-tip they've got the roasts they've got the burgers and now they've got the pork products they got bacon and if you want bacon st- you want strips of bacon or if you want slabs of bacon they can make that happen for you they they will they can work with you they will work with their their purveyors and they will get you what you want so don't you know, don't 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 waste your time. I, I've been told that you go to the grocery store now. You know, it's it's tough to find meat. You know, so so why why waste your time? Just call Welcome Home Beef and get them to take care of you. They'll ship to anywhere, straight to your door, and you can be eating like that anytime you want. So again, 662-418-2021, facebook.com slash Welcome Home Beef. Doesn't matter what they cook from the cow, from the pig, when you go with Welcome Home Beef.
1: It just. Taste
0: good. There's still two burn burn-ins left, and Joel, you better eat them because I'm going. to If you don't, I'll just go ahead and we'll tell them. We'll split you. them. We're gonna split them on the way out. All right, yep. I'm down with that.
1: <laughs> let's let's talk about some transfers. <laughs> all you, right. You've been waiting all weekend to talk about <laughs> that. <thing. laughs> uh, ah. So, While you're over there laughing, by the way, I don't so guess So satisfying. Is anything even official with anybody? With well, Lovett, I Lovett, think it is. Lovett, he said he signed, so... Yeah, he's, he, I think that's a done deal. Has Florida State said he signed, though? I don't know, but I
0: don't follow Florida State stuff, no, I so know. I mean... I, I have to assume if he says signed, he tagged the coaches in it, it must be done, right? God Almighty, I can't take another twist and turn in this. But if you're... You know what we're talking about. Fabian Lovett tweeted out, was it Friday night? Yeah. Friday night gave us that late Friday news dump. That he, in fact, would not be going to Ole Miss, as had been reported all last week. And that he hasn't made it official with Florida State. And on top of that, a quick check of Twitter will tell you that Jerry Jones has deleted his Twitter picture of him in the Ole Miss uniform. Has deleted his tweet where he says he's going to Ole Miss. And now it is being rumored that he will follow Lovett to Florida State.
1: Either way, it appears he is not heading to Oxford. I have a, yeah. a serious question. What?
0: What? What? What happened? I saw a tremendous post on the Florida State message board where they said, uh, after reading that uh, that Jones and Lovett were shopping for apartments in Oxford, that that's going to be
1: a hell of a commute. <laughs> oh, my, my. What a weird situation. From... This is what I want to say,
0: and I think I mentioned this to you, all right? I have not been one of these people who have said that Jones, and love it, love it a little bit less, that it's a loss for Mississippi State. Those are both guys that are good players. They were either going to start this year or be big contributors. State is a little worse off for not having them on the team, but... Man, they are not this talented that they are worth this much drama and headache.
1: They're just not. No, and you know? I, I will plug David Murray's interview with, with Mike yeah. Leach it's on 24-7 Sports and one of the comments. Go read the interview, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to spoil the whole shebang. I'm just no, going to give you one sentence. Yeah,
0: premium content there.
1: Yeah, w- whenever Mike Leach says most of the time when you lose somebody – in the transfer portal is somebody you need to lose anyway, or something to that effect. I may have just butchered it, but that was the gist of it. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, look, if these two guys want it out, and they, you you pat them on the butt and say, see ya. And and, and by all accounts, I guess that's what's happened. It is – I have no idea what's happened here, though, because – as of, you know, Friday morning even, yeah, you had two guys from Mississippi State that were basically signed, sealed, delivered at Ole Miss, yeah. all accounts, yeah. and then by that night, it looks like neither one of them's going there. I don't know. Yeah. I I have a lot of thoughts, but I don't want to be slinging. Well, I mean,
0: Phil, it's, 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 we have to speculate to, to come up with anything, right?
1: Well, it seems like Ole Miss didn't want to deal with it.
0: That That's the... There is no way a person can look at this situation logically and not say that either Ole Miss decided this isn't worth the trouble, which means there's trouble, or somebody told them this isn't going to happen. Because last Saturday, both those kids were going to Ole Miss, and now this today, it appears neither one of them are. So either Ole Miss decided this isn't worth the trouble. Or somebody decided it for them. Or somebody decided it for them. Either way... There's trouble. Either way, there is a reason these kids aren't going to Ole Miss. And it's not, I just changed my mind. So, I saw Mike Espy had some things to say on Twitter, until he didn't, he deleted his tweets, talking about how he felt that it was ridiculous that a school might block them. Not Not possible. Schools cannot block transfers. Now, they can possibly contest immediate eligibility. Yeah. But, again... No school would contest immediate eligibility unless they had reason to do so and proof of the reason. Mississippi State's not going to go, hey, we want to contest his eligibility. Okay, on what grounds? Ah, we just don't want him to play. They're gonna, and if they go in there like, well, we believe he was tampered with. Okay, do you have any proof? Well, no, but I mean, look at the situation. No. The only reason a team would, would, would contest it is if, again, the idea that they're contesting eligibility,
1: it immediately implies that there is a reason to do so. Yeah. If you look at this situation with any level of common sense, there is more to the and, story And we'll there. find out more.
0: If they go to Florida State and they're immediately eligible and State doesn't contest that, that is another clue
1: that there was a reason to protest it at Ole Miss. Yeah. And, I mean, at least in Fabian's case, there's a chance he was going to play wherever he goes. Chances chances are very good because yeah. he made it clear
0: that the, the Mike Leach tweet was why he was leaving, the NCAA is just going to allow that. Might have been tougher with Jones, but again, when race is the issue, the NCAA is usually just going to default to let them play. But now, there's no way you can look at this logically. You'd have to be a huge homer to look at this any other way than obviously something Happened, and either Ole Miss decided we're going to be in trouble, or the SEC decided you will be in trouble if this happens. Those are the only two options. There's not. There's not. Jerry and Jones just woke up Friday afternoon. Philabian Love just woke up Friday afternoon and said, "You know what? Never mind. I think I want to go to Florida State instead." It's not possible. Yeah. Simple as that. So, <laughs> <laughs> this world we live in, man. I tell you, I, I just, I'll be glad. You know, tomorrow is the first day everybody's allowed back on campus. Yeah, but they're coming back. I, I would imagine as we speak, they're coming back. I think that'll settle down all of this crap. Yeah, all, and across the country, and you know, getting these guys back on campus is going to be a good thing. I think for everybody, and then next week, uh, workouts will start. So we're moving forward, and we are moving forward. Tomorrow's show, either tomorrow, yeah, I think it's tomorrow. We're gonna preview LSU, our first SEC preview, the defending national champions. I haven't, I haven't reached out to anybody yet, but I will. Uh, we're also going to do a couple other great interviews this week, and our deep dive this week is on the 98 College World Series, the forgotten College World Series team, in my opinion, of Mississippi State. So we got a great week on Thunder and Lightning uh, this week for you. So we are looking forward to bringing it to you. Hope you guys have a great, great Sunday, and will see you again on Tuesday morning, which is going out of business, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. I saw that. That's shame. I saw
1: that. You know, it, uh, bad, 60, bad week. 60 60- for- year
0: old women across America are just sad today. Tuesday, Tuesday morning going out of business. My mom's
1: just distraught yeah and there was one, there was one in Starkville right yeah, yeah. so b- bad bad time for Tuesdays in Starkville because Tuesday morning's out Ruby Tuesday's out so well there you go I mean it's Tuesday's not doing so well Tuesday's either. gone with the wind and you know say what you will about Ruby Tuesday I'm, I didn't eat there a ton but I like that salad bar man oh well, you know not gonna have it now not gonna have it now not here anyway you'll be alright yeah I'll, I'll so. survive you will. All right,
0: guys. Have a great one. Talk to you again on Tuesday. We'll, we'll be here on Tuesday. We Don't will worry be. about us. Yeah, we're not For we're Joel not T. Coleman, the t-, the t does not stand for Tuesday. No. Taylor. I'm Bri-
1: if anybody wants to know.
0: What did you say? Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. I, always, I, I really think you should tell people it's Tiberius. Okay. All right. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.